0: Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Hello and welcome to this week's Countryside programme. I'm Simon Clarke.
1: And I'm Kerry Kermud. A few days ago I went off to the Chrysanthemum show down in Castletown.
0: And I caught up with renowned wildlife artist Jeremy Paul during his exhibition at St John's last week. Well, first of all, Kerry, before we get into flowers and paintings, uh, a tough time of year and with yourselves involved in the, the end of year uh, contracts with the farms, isn't it?
1: That's right, Hollandide, yeah. a very, very old traditional event in the farming calendar. But yes, we have quite a lot of tenanted land and uh, we've been very busy this week moving sheep off the land for uh, 24 hours to have the vacancy there and then move them all back on again a very old tradition that you don't ever hear much of now everything's done by email and written notification and that's enough but some of those old traditions haven't died out
0: yeah but hard work if you've got uh, quite a few because supposed in the days where it was all there people had two or three cows 20 sheep a few chickens
1: that's it and (laughs) it maybe was a little bit easy because there was a lot more staff around on the farms too and it, it and that was the renewal of any staff to the farm. Some, some boys would move on to other farms. And it was always around the, the 11th of November, and um, or just in around that time anyway, the end of October, they would move on to new jobs or upgrade into a different maybe part of the industry. They go off fishing or, or a different part of life. And, um, yeah, still an old, old tradition carrying on. Mm.
0: Well, one of the old traditions as well down the south of the Isle of Man is a flower. Um, show the Chrysanthemum Society
1: that's right this year it was the 62nd annual two-day chrysanthemum show in the morton hall in castletown and it's always well attended um but they're always looking for new young people to get involved there's there's confectionery vegetables jars of all sorts of jams and chutneys and obviously the chrysanthemums and what a beautiful display there was so i popped along to catch up with some of the people exhibiting and some of the people organizing it noel kringle president of the chrysanthemum society another great Turn out of vegetables and flowers and confectionery. How do you do it each year?
2: We've done we've done very well. In actual fact, I, I, you know, it, it, the, the way the boys here turn out the stuff, uh, it, it's really quite remarkable. But they do exceptionally well every year. And it's not getting any easier. So if there's anybody out there who feels like uh, becoming a member of society or getting some help to learn how to grow croissants and things in their own greenhouse... All they have to do is give me a call and ring up and I'm sure that I can get one of them to give them help. And, and on top of that, of course, I've got standing alongside me at the, mem- at the moment Dorothy Farragher here. Now, Dorothy is well, well known in the Isle of Man because she goes around all the shows and is the biggest exhibitor, I think, in all the shows in the Isle of Man. Won everything, I think, Dorothy, haven't you? Not quite,
3: not quite, but I'm very pleased with how oh, it has gone this year. It's, you gone,
2: know. it's gone well for you yet yes, again and you've yes. had a good year. So. Oh, yes. so
3: Very, very pleased how it all has so gone it, for me. Y-
2: yourself and Brother David are yeah. getting ready for next year now, aren't probably, you?
3: Probably. Probably. What do you mean, Probably. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i I know you are okay.
3: <laughs> we're getting tidied up yes as
2: uh, no but oh. as you and I both know it's all about preparation isn't it
3: well, a lot of it is that yes
2: in yes. your in your garden if it's not prepared you don't plant
3: no well we're trying our best <laughs>
1: <laughs> but Dorothy won here today she won the collection of veg class and she's Dorothy said to me earlier, she's over the moon with winning this. It's I one class it that she's never, never won, won before. <laughs> but
2: did you see that stalk of sprouts yeah. that are there? Yeah. They're quite remarkable this year because sprouts haven't done very well. So if you're wanting sprouts for Christmas, be prepared this year. I don't think the sprouts have
3: have done very well at all this year, anywhere. Well, I had nine plants this year. I grew nine plants this year, and that's one of them. But but that is the best of them, you
2: know. Yes, Mm. and, uh, yeah, so, obviously, when you look at things like that, and you go around on the shows, and you can see the veg and the flowers, you know by the year how the year has gone for each of the gardeners, yes. really, don't we, yes. Dorothy? Oh,
3: that's true. Yes. You know, yes. and, and mm-hmm. each,
2: each thing comes in its turn yes, and there's no use looking for for onions and sprouts at the and wrong, and at the wrong time, time of the year, year. isn't it? No, no. Absolutely. Yeah. But I
3: didn't think. I thought we'd need leeks here to win. You see, that's what I thought. Well, I'll never be able to win with just that because I've never competed in this before. You see, first time I've competed in this particular class. Yes. So yeah. I thought, well, I'll give it a try no, this year. It's, it's,
2: it's the first time you've competed in, in this class. here, Yes. At here. this show. At this show. Oh yes, oh. but I, 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 <laughs> I know what column and things like that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, But at this show, it's the first it's time. It's the first time in this one, yeah, okay. <laughs>
1: but Dorothy not only won the collection of veg, she's won many of the other classes here as well, uh, Noel. Yes, yes, mm-hmm.
2: she's she's, um, she's one of, as I said at the start of this little conversation, she, she is one of the show people of the, the flowers and vegetables in the Isle of Man. Everybody knows if you go to Andrus or you come no. down here in the south, You'll see Dorothy Farragut's name on cards. Well, I didn't,
3: I didn't do Andrea's actually. That's one I haven't managed no, yet. No, no, but you will though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have to talk awfully nicely to my brother. <laughs> <laughs> but, Dorothy, what work goes into preparing the vegetables for, for a show like this? Because obviously it just doesn't happen overnight. I've no idea really. Yeah, yeah. I
3: th- my brother says, I live for the garden and Aww. for the chapel. Those two things. Yeah. I think that is it,
1: really. I think mm-hmm. it has to be a lot of commitment and a lot of passion. Yes. And obviously, you're mm-hmm. already getting ready for next year. I know Noel was joking. Did but January, you will start with the tomatoes. Don't, oh, yes. Don't you
2: believe it, Kerry? I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're talking about croissant growing here, you know. And, yeah, and some, some of these croissant boys... Have already got the dates in the calendar. I'm sure for when, when they, they start and stop the flowers for next oh, year's blank. show. T- to make for the right time, yes. Absolutely. some of them do to the hour, never mind the
1: day. Goodness, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that is a lot of commitment. And like you say, it is a dying art. So it is an, it is absolutely essential that we get the younger generations
3: involved. Yes, yes if so. you can. But that, that is the trouble. There are not many younger ones coming along. So
2: why aren't you, Kerry? I mean, mm-hmm. to say there at home, I know, I happen to know there's a dirty, great, big polythene tunnel there that you keep a few sheep in i'm sure i'm sure you could find an odd corner of that to grow a few grisants now
1: well this is it isn't it i just have to find a bit more time in my week somewhere yes. <laughs> yeah. but it is it's a lot of dedication and it shows and how do you feel Dorothy, when you come away with that winning certificate oh tickle pink
3: yeah. <laughs> well you've never won it before that's yeah. the thing is this yeah because was, you know it was a yeah, I really didn't think I would. So yeah. I'm very pleased that I can have managed it, you know. Well yeah. done, dog. Huge congratulations. Thanks. Thank you
4: very
1: much. No, do you cannot do Michael, so you were a winner here today. What did you win?
5: Uh, the Thornton uh, Challenge Cup for the best exhibit, in the Chrysanthemum exhibit in the show, and several others in the different sections of the reflex, in curves.
1: That is, my, uh, it's my, really, really great. Well Michael,
2: done. Michael has a long heritage in... Uh, in uh, in chrysanth growing because I think uh, right when we go back to the starting of the chrysanth show his father was probably closely involved in the commencement of it
5: Yes he was there a few years after it started Not many years after it started No he was right there at the start Well Yeah.
1: Yeah. And has it changed over the years much?
5: Well I don't know because I've actually only been growing this (laughs) since well six years I've been doing it I think
1: yeah, yeah. So and what work goes into getting them ready for today? Because obviously it has been an awful lot of rain recently as well. Are they all indoors?
5: No, they only come in in September. They're out, you take cuttings sometime in February and then pot them on, three-inch pots, then to five-inch. So it goes on all all through the summer. They stand outside in the summer, and once the bud comes, you bring, them, bring them in then to the greenhouse to it's flower e- them.
2: It's exactly what I told you before. If there, are, if there is anyone out there who would like to become a member, or in fact just to grow a few to get started, if he comes and contacts any of us, or Michael or any of the boys around here, did all help to get them started? I'm sure there's a fair few cuttons that you'll take in February which Ye- you would pot on.
5: Yes, there's plenty of cuttons. If anybody <laughs> wanted cuttons, there's no there's no problem. We would supply them with cuttons, give them all the help. There's no secrets to it, no. really. And, you know everybody would would help to somebody to start so it'd be good
1: and to look at the chrysanthemums they they look like a lovely little puffball of color that to me they're absolutely perfect and to you obviously they're all very very different
5: well they are all different and there's different sections so the small incurved ones which are quite difficult to get exactly right on time because you only get a window of a couple of weeks and then you know they'll go they'd not be quite ready and then you have two weeks where they're ready and then after that they start opening further and not quite right for what they should be.
1: So how do you get that process at the right time, just just right, because obviously it's quite important to, to get the best exhibit of the show, to have it perfect.
2: I, I told you before, Kerry, that these boys have got it off to the hour of the day <laughs> in which they start them, <laughs> but but they do work to the calendar. Come on, Mike. Yes, Tell it, it,
5: it does do a calendar, it's what you call a stop and date, which is basically pinching the bud out, is basically what it is. So you do that, most of the varieties are... The second week of April, and then they have a specific date after that, uh, sometime up to June or just during June. So, stop twice, so the bud is taken out, and then that'll affect the timing of it. So. You you can increase it by a few days a week, or go the other way, and you know what you've done the year before, and it'll hopefully come spot on. (laughs) But uh, you do need a good slice of luck with it, of course, like most things.
1: Yeah, and some
5: some of them have to be covered by paper bags, don't they? Well, that that does happen, yes.
1: (laughs) And what will that do to them?
5: Well, the bud when once the bud starts to open, you you basically inflate a bag, tie that round the bud, and there's no going to get no insect damage or any other sort of damage. Then you see, so that's enclosed then.
1: My word, there's so many tricks and tricks to the trade, well, now. I,
5: I, I was in
2: one club member's uh, polytunnel about three weeks ago uh, and there were more paper bags than there is in a grocery shop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and how do you pick the colours, Mike? Because you know, they're so vivid, they are very, very beautiful. It, you know, from your cuttings in the spring, you know what colour they're going to turn out?
5: Yeah, the plant. If you take the cuttings, the plant will come true to the to the mother plant if you like. So you, you do. Um, obviously, there's razors, so they'll cross pollinate, and you know you'll get a, a new cultivar that way. Um, and is there
1: a specific traditional colour of the chrysanthemum?
5: No, I don't think there is. There's every colour of chrysanthemum apart from blue, really. So there, there you go. Thank you
1: for <laughs> and uh, your winning set here today, what were they like?
5: Um, well, actually, well here's the thing we have got talking about cuttings. My vase of five that won the best vase there, that was actually given to me by another grower, and then as cuttons, you know, as little, two or three inch cuttings. So me. that's that's the first time I'd grown it. Yeah. So, but then again, of course, I didn't know what I was doing this time. So now I know what I'm doing. Well, <laughs> probably won't be able to do it again.
1: This, <laughs> Look out next year. This young
2: lady standing alongside me now will tell you how much time he spends looking after his plants. <laughs> Go on. <laughs>
6: months and months and months from january
1: right
2: the way through what? you never see him in february
1: no march <laughs> april <laughs> but it just shows what work goes into you know getting ready for a show i know we're, we're in november you know that's a long long time a lot of commitment isn't it well he's going to start vegetables next year as well though aren't so It's going to be even worse <laughs> <laughs> but are you involved as well you enjoy being a green-fingered person I'm not grieving it. I just make a few cakes. <laughs> <laughs> but then those classes are quite stiff here as well, aren't they? You know, it's, it's not easy because there's a lot of old traditional recipes. Where'd you get your recipes? Mother in law. Yeah, yep, my
5: mother, she, she's a, yeah, there was Mince Pies Wars one year, you see. So and I there, won. There was mother, wife and daughter all competing and uh, yeah, I'll oh, not say who won. I won.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not safe to be in that the kitchen then, Mike. Oh, no, no. I can't I'm okay at eating them.
5: I'm okay at eating
1: them. Yeah, I, I think we, I can agree there too. And another member of the Chrysanthemum Society...
2: Chairman.
1: The chairman. The, the, the chairman. <laughs> As the chairperson, how has today gone
7: for you? So it's very good that people now are starting to come in nicely, uh, ready for to get uh, get the money out of them to sell all the stuff uh, (laughs) and and the raffle. So some lovely prizes there and uh, lovely flowers to uh, to buy.
1: They are. Well, we just admire them. there. all the different colours and, and it is so lovely where you can come, maybe you be not a green-finger person, but it's better than going down to the to local superstore and buying a bush. These are local yes. Manx grown flowers.
7: They're specials, these. <laughs> not, not seen anywhere else.
1: But <laughs> well, talking to the boys there, the tricks and the secrets that go into, you know, growing these throughout the whole year, it takes a long, long time.
7: It does. Uh, i have only growing a few. I've been in gardening all my life, but never grown Grisants for the show until four years ago um, but I've got a few entries in but I have lost a lot I think all the members have lost a few this year with the, the dampness.
1: and that will affect
7: oh yes that does affect um, it's uh, hard work uh, just continuous work at night even some of them they go out you go out with a torch looking in the top of the canes getting earwigs out and things like that eight nine <laughs> ten o'clock at night they only come out when it gets dark
1: yes yes so yes. you
7: have to get those otherwise they're just gonna you'll come out the next day and the whole side of the flower is is dropped right down
1: my word the responsibility with it well, as well
7: it is it's a lot I'm only a beginner really although I, as I say I've been in gardening since I was about what well since I left school yeah. um, and would you
1: grow veg at home as well or? I grow a
7: little bit just for yeah. the house but uh
1: do you find a lot more people are, are going that way? They are wanting to grow oh, yes. a lot more local yeah. well, veg.
7: It's it? nice and fresh. You get it from the supermarkets. And you don't know how long it is. And <laughs> I still can't believe how you find you go into the supermarkets and you find a a sell-by date on potatoes or carrots. <laughs> There's no they'll last. You don't, you, well, you know yourself you can stick them in a clamp in the corner of the shed or something and they'll, they'll last for months
1: you know? they really would and I think that's the way the world's going you know, they're a lot more conscious about environmental you know the carbon footprint food miles yes. do you think it will be you know, a big swing back to local grown produce uh, well hopefully
7: if everybody grows their own uh, I think we'll have a healthier society right across the board yeah, I no, do, it,
1: would, it would make a massive difference, wouldn't it? Yeah. And there's so much pressure on the, you know, the, the NHS and all the doctor surgeries yes. to, to, well, you I know, admit, keep I, the health going. I take going.
7: quite a lot of tablets myself. Yeah. Uh, it's all through the occupation that I've been in, with wearing Wellington boots and oilskins, <laughs> and yeah, it's uh, it's telling on, on arthritis on me, bad arthritis for on my ankles and that sort But it doesn't stop me. It doesn't stop me. It's a lovely hobby since I've retired. I've been growing them, and I've got about 70 pots of chrysanthemums. Uh, I've got uh, a nice greenhouse there, uh, which hopefully the show uh, I'm pushing for next year. But we've, we're only down to about six, seven members altogether that are growing. You know, uh, well, the chrysanthemums, the yep. yep. vegetables, there's more. You know, with yep. the likes of Dorothy and, and John, uh, that sort. of They've, they work wonders. but
1: uh, And it's nice to see that the, the entries for the cake section and the preserves, it's always that, well supported all, too, all, isn't all it? All
7: adding, so it all brings people in yeah. for the help, the society, at the end, with the
1: yeah.
7: in the selling. And, and, and what and, year
1: is this now for the Chrysanthemum 60
7: show? 60-second show, this. Wow,
1: that is some going, isn't and, it?
7: And uh, John John uh, Cork is here. He has only missed one show.
1: My way. He has
7: missed one show. Uh, it was the second show, I think, uh, was it? Uh? I didn't. I'd never been to
6: a flower show until this show started in Russian school. And that very first year I called in on my way home from work and I thought, I'll have a go at that. <laughs> and to the best of my knowledge, I haven't missed a show since...
1: My word, the work that will have gone in over those years, John. That's 61 years. <laughs> 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 and have you had a winner every year? Well, no, I'll <laughs> not
6: say about a winner, but I've had, I've had exhibited. And that's been a winner as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No. That is, it's a huge achievement, isn't it? A lot of dedication and work goes into well, it. Well, <laughs> It's
6: been a nice hobby, but I'm, I'm retiring gracefully this year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that said, you've got many winning entries here today, John. Well, yes, but
6: it's, uh, it's nice to see so much veg back in because it's been very, very poor. I've had it all my own way, more or less, as, la- <laughs> as last 20 years since Dennis died. It's been, I've had no opposition until this year.
1: Yes. Which and uh, I see the young Quay family there, they've been getting involved this yes, year, and, yes. and obviously Dorothy, she's not far behind either. No, no,
6: no. Uh, so I don't know who's got the point shield, but I'm bloody glad that I'm not carrying it home.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so next year, John? Oh no,
6: there'll be no more. This, this is definitely finished. I've got uh, given me allotment up, and my sheds is all coming down, so and my, I've got no balance. and... I fell a couple of times in the garden and I can't get up. I've been lucky enough. There's been someone close enough to help me up.
1: Yeah, but no. So you'll have to come back in a judging capacity next time, maybe. <laughs>
6: well, <laughs> well uh, anything can happen between now and th- this time next year.
7: Oh,
1: this is it. What a, what a great show, though. Lovely display, like you oh, said. And yes. we look forward to the auction this afternoon. Oh, yes. Yeah. Someone will be going home with a nice roast dinner, vegetables, yeah.
6: would not they? <laughs> <laughs> Only oh, no vegetables going home with me. Oh. <laughs> or a nice piece of that sponge cake would be nice.
1: <laughs> Andy Kenyuk, congratulations, you've got reserve best in show. A little less than last year, being the best exhibit last year. What did you do different this time?
8: Oh, every year's different and there's no, uh, no guarantees on anything you grow.
1: Is it hard to grow them? Not
8: really. You spend your time and... Uh, you make the effort when it needs to be, and as long as it's a hobby, you can even join it.
1: Noel keeps saying, you know, get a lot of younger people encouraged, get them involved. You know, what would you say to a young person in the gardening world?
8: Well, come along and see it, and uh, any, any of us will give you cuttings and any advice, and uh, there's loads of stuff on the internet to find out about them, and uh, once you're hooked, it's a, a real joy.
1: It, is. it must be such a pleasure to you know, to win those like the trophies here today, uh, Andy. You know, some of those names go back a very, very long time. I see John Corker's name being on for 20 years, and this is his last year.
8: Yes, yes. Uh, like I say once you get hooked on it, uh, you enjoy it for all the rest of your life. Um, and to see what you can grow from a little cotton in the springtime to, till November and you've got a, a, a big flower or a big uh, show of flowers,
1: um. And you're one of the younger members. <laughs> and it seems like the two young boys of the club are the ones that are just sort of leading the way. Any secrets?
8: Uh, no, no secrets, really. Probably best one would be not to give Michael your Cuttings that one with.
1: <laughs> That's never the case.
8: It is <laughs> this year, they've win ones or Cuttings of mine, so I'm pouted out. You won't give me half the women, so. <laughs>
1: Well, that has to be something in itself, like you say, something to be very proud of.
8: Yes, yes, but I mean, to anybody else that wants to grow some, I welcome some cuttings, And I'd say they can be winning ones and not giving you rubbish.
1: Well, that's it, isn't it? Everybody wants to be a winner. But like you say, that that sense of pride when you're standing in this hall here today and to see that table full to the brim of all of the homegrown produce, the flowers, the confectionery, a lot of hard work has gone into it.
8: Well, if you call it work, yes, it's hard work. But if you call it your hobby and enjoy it, it's a pleasure to do.
1: And now off to buy a ginger cake.
8: Oh yes.
1: (laughs) No, he's never, never got old, has he? You know, he's still doing the auctioneering. Still
8: still as good as ever.
1: And very proud president of the Southern Chrysanthemum.
8: Yes, yes. We just can't get him to grow any.
1: (laughs) John, you had the uh, very difficult task of being the judge here at the Chrysanthemum Show today.
4: It can be extremely difficult because uh, <laughs> usually you go around you'll see one vase or two vases or three vases that stand out and magnificent like, but when they're all of an equal, it comes down to looking at the odd bad petals, sort of uh, what they're like for size, and you've got certain things you look at when you look at a, a, at a vase, you look from the top, they look completely different from the size, so there's all little sort of things you do, and uh, the boys take it very, very seriously. So, when you judge them, you, you, you take it very seriously to, to judge them because uh, there's nothing worse. They grow them for 12 months of the year. They take their cuttings in January, February, grow them till November. They've got one week to show them in. And it if they don't easy. make it... So, to even get them on the bench, it takes a lot of doing really So, uh, they say you, you take a lot of time. Make sure they're right. And uh, do your best. But even so... You can make a mistake, and you think, <laughs> think when you went home, well, maybe I shouldn't give that. but, yeah. you know, I've been doing it now for quite a few years now, so I will get thrown out if I make too many <laughs> mistakes.
1: But, John, you're yeah. no stranger to the chrysanthemum. You used to grow them yourself.
4: Yes, I used to grow them. Uh, well, I, I hate to think what it We I've had a few successes as well, so, yes. And yeah, in I this was,
1: competition too, John?
4: Oh, yes, yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. I've... Uh, I've won best in shows, et cetera, for for two or five, three or four years when I grew them, But then uh, I, I had to sort of uh, give them up. And I've got the judging, which is the easy part compared with growing <laughs> them. But it's still yeah. difficult.
1: But that's it. And you appreciate the side of it, you know, from yes. the growth side of it too.
4: Yes, you know exactly. What we're what, what looking for is a plant that's at its peak on the day.
1: And and that is very tricky, like you say, Noel suggested it was down to the hour, some of these schedules on putting this uh, plant in the show.
4: Well, it it used to be the way, we used to have um, a Douglas show in the Villa Marina, and there used to be this show, and there used to be a Foxdale show, and they were all in separate weeks, so you had three weeks. So if you have them a week too early... You know, you get one show, a week late. you get another show, ah. but now you've only got one show, unfortunately. Yeah. And uh, it, it's unfortunate there's not so many growers now, because it is very time-consuming, but it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's the ultimate challenge, I think, in the island as far as flower shows go. And again, it would be great if we could get more people grown. Saying somebody's only grown a couple this year,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but like you say, the top end with Mike Pemberton and Andy Kenyuk there. Yes. You know, they're they're really really into it. They're so serious about yes, it.
4: Yes, 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 yes. I've uh, I, I actually competed when Mike's dad was uh, in in it, so you know, I've sort of knowing them back and uh, oh, I get what what you to be in. Uh, Let's see, four, 54, fifty-four in the in the early sixties, like I joking? think, yeah. And had the long hair cut. And, all.
1: <laughs> and was there much in it between the two boys at the top there for the the? the well,
4: well, when 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 you when you judge, you've got no idea who they are, obviously. All their, all their tickets are upside down, and you make sure, like, that, that you, you don't come anywhere near until like quarter past ten, and I don't come anywhere near. Maybe it's put some cakes in. But I, I stand outside while she gets all the cakes in. <laughs> and I
1: do believe you know, Mavis you know, is a winner as well.
4: Yes, yeah, she's a uh, good, good good cake, as you can see. <laughs> <Yes.
1: laughs> yeah, she's yeah. she's
4: one of the best in the show for the cakes.
1: Yeah. And then Dorothy Farragher with the best in the Dor- show for the veg.
4: Yeah, well, Dorothy, she, she's incredible. I don't know how she does. She's, she's incredible. All the shows she does in the store. Um, she's so consistent and... She, she gets tomatoes in uh, for our column, which is the last week in uh, June, and how she gets them. Yeah, it
1: is, it's them uh, green fingers and all the oh, secrets. She's she an
4: extremely good grower, extremely good, and I don't know how she does it and she's got David helping her now as well That's yeah. a son, uh, yeah. brother, yeah. yeah. But, but it, right? it is
1: a credit and I was, the boys earlier there, I was chatting with them, you know, is growing veg at home, in, we once thought it was a thing of the past, but is it coming back around because people are so keen to know where their food comes from?
4: Yes, I think so. The likes of ourselves, we, we buy an awful lot of food from the farmers, things at like St Mark's and, and all that, where you get like those Brussels sprouts there, if they use today or tomorrow and like that, they're the best Brussels sprouts you have ever tasted oh, uh, yeah, so so good when you get the fresh veg, and I'm all in favor of uh, trying to keep our our local uh, veg and flowers going and and that. yes, it's good yes.
1: So, I caught up with quite a few people there at the annual Chrysanthemum Show. There was Noel Kringle, the president, Dorothy Farragher, the vegetable winner, and Mike Pemberton, the overall best exhibiting show with his chrysanthemums, and reserve Andy Kenyuk. Also, the chairperson of the Southern Chrysanthemum Society, Kenny Barnes, and the judge for the day, John Moore, with his wife Mavis winning the confectionery side.
0: Yeah, very sad. Uh, John Corkish there, been involved in it, only missed one all those years and sort of time to give it up, he says, so
1: sad times that. It really is, but he's very proud. You know, he's made friendships for a lifetime through the show and, and um, the sense of pride he still had there. His name was on so many of the trophies for for a good number of years and uh, I caught up with him off air as well there with a few of the stories and one of his greatest memories was at Hop Tune A and he had his horse and cart going through Arbury School and the children would all run out and, could we have a turnip there, sir? Could we have a turnip? And he'd dish out a few of the turnips. And there was one year he reckoned he needed to go back to the field to get it filled up again before going home. He was giving out that many. <laughs> but it's one of his greatest memories. Mighty
0: character. <sighs> You're listening to Countryside here on Manx Radio with Kiri Kermode and myself, Simon Clark. Well, many of you and some won't have heard of the renowned wildlife artist Jeremy Paul, who lives here on the Isle of Man. He's won many top accolades, the sections of the BBC Wildlife Artist of the Year, amongst many others. He uh, exhibits around Europe and all those sorts of places, Um, and he has some fantastic paintings uh, of wildlife and scenes off and on the Isle of Man. And I caught them during his display at the St. John's Tinwald Mills. Well, Dr. Jeremy Paul, it's always a pleasure. I've been to your exhibitions before and I'm absolutely stunned by the exhibition you've got on display at St John's again this year. Oh, well,
9: thank you, thank you.
0: This isn't, a, isn't an annual event for you, though, at here at St John's, is it?
9: No, I only exhibit on the island every two years. Um, alternate years, I, I usually exhibit in Guernsey, and then I deal with uh, the gallery in the UK and send paintings at different places, so... So it's only every two years here on the island. So. But you
0: do, you do get as far as field uh, as American places to exhibit yeah,
9: Yes, um, I've been lucky enough to have paintings accepted into big exhibitions in America, so, uh, um, so that's quite good, you know, it gives you that sort of more international um, sort of status as an artist, you know. So.
0: But didn't start life as an artist, uh, the marine biologist uh, you are by trade, and this is what got you into it, is it?
9: Well, partly. I, um, I used to work uh, up on the west coast of Scotland in a very isolated uh, little island. And um, I started painting birds seriously while we were living there. And then, um, like a lot of marine biologists, I ended up being unemployed um, and then started painting seriously. And it's all grown from that. So I've been a full-time artist now for, for 30 years. Wow. So, yeah. And uh, still,
0: yeah. still enjoy the
9: painting. Oh, I love it. Yeah. it it's um, it's a pleasure to me. I mean, it can be very frustrating at times, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. I mean, I've been so lucky in you know not only been able to make my living doing it, but um, the travelling I've done, you know, as well, and some of the wildlife I've seen around the world. You know, it's uh, I have to I have to kick myself every now and then. You know, <laughs> yeah. the, the
0: the the thought of you sitting on the, the cliff edge with a with an easel trying to paint a bird that's flying around. <laughs> Doesn't seem the easiest uh, thing to comes to mind. Uh, no, that's because
9: I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> I am a far better photographer than I am a sketcher and drawer. Um, so I, I just basically go around with my camera and take lots and lots of photos and then use those photos too compose a painting back in the studio and put everything together. But all my work is from uh, things that I've seen and places I've been and photographs I've taken. So.
0: Yeah, And when you look at these, the detail that's in these, in, in the acrylic form, and, yeah. and that's, uh, is that the best that would bring out the landscapes or portrait side of it with, with animals and birds?
9: Well, the acrylics uh, they're, they're, they're quite um, I wouldn't say easy to use, but but with acrylics, you, if you make a mistake, you just paint over it and keep going. You know? so, and I've learned to paint using acrylics, so I, I can't really paint in anything else. Um, so I'm stuck with acrylics. But I, I know what I'm doing with them. Uh, I'm, I mean, people are always asking me how long it takes to do a painting. And, and you know, the truthful answer is really it's 30 years. You know? Really? Yeah, because it's all the experience and all the learning how to do it. Um, that gives you the technique and the practice to, to be able to produce the work. So you just improve continuously, and I'm still improving. Um, and my style's changed over the years, you know, as well. So,
0: Did you ever look at other artists' work and think, wonder how he's got that sort of effect, or oh, do you just like to leave no. it to you?
9: No, always. You're always looking at, um, at other artists, and there's some you know some really good wildlife artists around the world but you're always looking at, at, at how they do things and trying to work it out um, as to as to the the technique they've used and the way and there there's some artists that I don't even need you don't I don't need to look at the signature I I can be shown an image of their work and I, I know who it's by without looking at, at who you know the caption underneath. Have uh, people said that about your work though? Um, some people have yeah. said that. Yeah. Yeah. Which but, must be um, a nice, nice compliment. It is, but you know, you have to have your own individual it it's not just the way of painting, but the composition and the style and everything. It it it's um it's a sort of a signature look of a painting. Um, that, that some artists get that you can instantly recognise. You, know.
0: you look at some of these just ones that's in front of us here now with the, with the wagtail and the, 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 the size of the birds, lovely proportion, but it's not just the bird that is brilliantly painted, the, the, the lines and the sort of knots in the wood, the rusty yeah. gate hinges.
9: Yeah, I mean, I love all that. I love all the, the, the sort of texture and the, the contrast as well between the hard, texture of the wood and the old rusting iron and the, the bird and the softness and everything so it's it's all composing the, the image that you want in, in which is in my mind um, from the reference photos I mean this was an old hulk of a boat down in Suffolk actually hmm. as I photographed and it's but you know as soon as I saw it I knew that I wanted to create a painting using it hmm. but then you have to work it all out and what you're going to put in it and how it's going to you know look in the end so yeah but uh, many awards uh, you've won
0: and of course three three years on the trot i think uh, bbc wildlife artist of
9: the year well category winner in the oh, bbc right. wildlife mm. artist of the year i never won the overall the overall title but um, yeah I've, I've been lucky i've won a, won a few things over the years yeah and what about Which when you nice.
0: when you got recognized and that first one come along
9: well, it's, it's one of these sort of um, things you, you sort of go, oh, wow, you know, you, someone you else... Wouldn't, you wouldn't
0: have given up painting if <laughs> you wouldn't have won, though, No,
9: you? I mean, you always enter these things, but you... It, for me, it, it's the... I mean, there's one I enter every, every year, another one in London, which I had a painting in. Um, but it's getting into the, that final selection, that final exhibition that they have for these Wildlife Artists of the Year competitions. It just puts you in a category of good quality professional artists you know it gives you that recognition that you you know you're not just you're not just capable of producing the odd painting that's good but your overall um, status as an artist is you know you've got this uh, this quality in your work that's recognized so
0: how many have you got on display in here today Um, there's
9: about 35 Mm. paintings here so it's a year's work here
0: so you painted all these in a year yeah yeah. Oh, yeah, this is a pretty good well. going, though, isn't it? Well,
9: it's my job, you know. Yeah. I have, you know. I paint every day for sort of seven or eight hours or whatever, yeah. yeah. So and
0: do you have a special ambience in the room or anything like no, that?
9: No, not really, no. no. I. Uh, I, I
0: to listen to Mozart or anything?
9: No, in <laughs> fact, I prefer listening to uh, to speech radio, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, yeah. No, I just get on with it, you yeah. know.
0: Not <laughs> listening to Brexit, the brush could do a oh, slip God. then.
9: But what about
0: your favourite types of paintings? Or do you like the variety that you do? You know, I painting from one sort of scene and, and type of bird to a yeah. to a tiger or something or a snow no, scene? I, I
9: like to, to chop and change what I do. Um, you know, I, I've been lucky in, in some of the wildlife I've seen in different parts of the world. But, I mean, particularly this exhibition, actually, when I put it on the walls, I realised there's, there's far more... Isle of Man pictures than than I would perhaps normally have, and there's fewer of the uh, the more exotic wildlife, you know. And it's not a conscious decision, um, it's just I like to, to change what I do all the time. Yeah, because so.
0: you look here by the side of us, there's an owl sitting on a gate, and a typical sort of Isle of Man farmyard, it's yep. called Evening at Eerie Stain. Yeah, you know? d-
9: because... I go out I'm out walking quite a lot and um, you know it's it's just these scenes that I you know sort of suddenly suddenly catch my eye and you'll take take photographs and references of that and I mean you know the owl wasn't actually there but it was in my mind yeah you know and that's how I work uh, I mean we we live quite near Stane and I've seen barn owls around there so uh, you know it's uh, it's that's the way I put things together
0: you say you, you always have the camera with you i mean have you ever sort of put photographs in and won awards for that as well no
9: i mean I, i've got a collection of thousands of photographs of wildlife from, from around the world and, and some of them are pretty good but no i mean they're, they're my references they're my sort of uh, you know tools tools of the trade if you like you this sort of reference library i've picked up and, and um, developed over the years and going back to 35 i've got a filing cabinet full of 35 millimeter slides you know which i still use i still dip into and uh, you know so uh, but digital is is a lot easier you know and less expensive as well so
0: but you must have seen some sites to to get the the look on the faces of the tigers and the and the leopards that you've painted yeah oh
9: yeah yeah um it, you know it's it's the the plus part of the job, I suppose, going to these places and, and seeing the wildlife. But if you're doing this sort of work, you've really got to study them. So you have to know, you know, which way the fur goes around the face and all that sort of thing and all the details. Because if you're doing detailed work and you get it wrong, someone will very quickly pick you up on it, you know, so, uh, yeah. You know,
0: so it's attention to detail, not just in the painting side of it, but uh, how the how the animal is in real life? So yeah, part. I mean,
9: it, it's, yeah, the whole thing. When when I go on a trip somewhere, you know, whether it's Africa or India or Madagascar to the lemurs, I come back with a complete reference library of the place as well as the wildlife. Mm. So I'll photograph all sorts of things that people, you know, would think, you, you know, whether it's, Blades of dry grass or, you know, old bits of trees and things like that. You know, I've, I've just got a whole sort of library of all this sort of stuff. So.
0: But do you bring them to life, though? That's the important thing, isn't it?
9: Well, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's where the, if you like, the, um, the creative side, you know, when you get back in the studio and you develop the, the composition of the painting. So, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, they like photographs. And, and I like to think they're better than photographs because... They're composed in my mind, so, you, you know, everything is where you want it to be rather than where nature has put it, you know. So, uh, so you can balance a painting and, um, you know, sort of if you, there's a branch in the wrong place, you, you don't put it in or you put something in just to balance it all and, and create the, the, the composition.
0: And that, that's the... Um, stifling thing in a way when you look around if you look at these from a distance you think they're nice photographs but they're not you, you to think that no, you've no, actually sure. painted them by hand yeah, is yeah it's, yeah it's it's a it's a really i don't know one in a million sort of thing really to me
9: <laughs> well <laughs> it's it you know like i say it's 30 years of hard work yeah. well it's more than 30, 40 years of hard work actually yeah
0: but uh, but if, if people um haven't got to the exhibition they can still see your work and and get in touch with you and um, have a word with you about the paintings. oh
9: yeah of course yes I mean I've, i you know I'm on the dreaded Facebook and um, I've got my own website and everything so yeah yeah by all means just uh, just look me up yeah
0: well what a gentleman and a fantastic artist as well if you haven't seen any of Jeremy Paul's paintings or anything like that you can find out uh, what they look like on his website Jeremy Paul wildlife artist dot co UK and uh, they're just fabulous aren't they Kerry?
1: absolutely beautiful and they do look like a photograph don't they there's yeah. that much details in it especially the ones that you showed me Simon with the ferns there and the bracken oh and the detail that went into it you swear they were real life
0: oh, yes indeed wonderful alright that ends this week's countryside hopefully on next week's programme we'll be catching up with the newly elected committee of the Isle of Man Federation of Young Farmers and many other things until then though from me Simon Clarke I
1: mean, Kiri Kermud we'll
0: see you next week bye bye
1: bye bye